Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The CDC wants face masks again. Can you believe it? New York Mayor de Blasio says the era of voluntary vaccinations is over. The push to remove Governor Newsom in California gains steam. Donald Trump and Richard Nixon get scorched in a new poll. And a new survey shows most millennials resent the rich. Also ahead, should the Catholic Church boot Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi? But first, the Centers for Disease Control revising its COVID guidelines. The CDC now recommends vaccinated people begin wearing face masks indoors in places with high transmission rates. Despite the change, officials still believe fully vaxxed individuals are protected from the Delta variant currently surging in places like Los Angeles and Florida. Big Apple Mayor de Blasio informing folks in New York that the time for, quote, voluntary vaccinations is over. De Blasio now mandating the vax for all city employees. Those who refuse must take a COVID test every seven days. Said the mayor, we've tried voluntary. We could not have been more kind and compassionate. The voluntary phase is over, unquote. But the Constitution is not over, so we'll see. Latest polling published by the LA Times says Governor Newsom may be removed from office this fall. Voters split on the upcoming recall. 47% believe Newsom should go. 50% want the governor to stay. Conservative commentator Larry Elder is the top contender to replace Newsom. Survey from YouGov citing presidents with most unfavorable ratings. Bottom of the list, Richard Nixon, Donald Trump. 54% of Americans view Mr. Trump poorly. The most admired commander-in-chief, Abraham Lincoln. Another survey from the Cato Institute says an increasing number of young Americans resent the wealthy. Poll finds 52% of adults under the age of 35 believe rich people got that way by taking advantage of poor people. By comparison, 79% of senior citizens say wealthy Americans earned it. In a moment, Biden, Pelosi, and the Catholic Church. Right back. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, This podcast is not for you, but if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. As you may know, the Catholic Church in America is debating whether President Biden and Speaker Pelosi should be denied the sacrament of communion because they promote abortion. Now, the U.S. abortion rate is dropping 
Last year, it was at a record low since Roe v. Wade. Doctors performed a total of 700,000 abortions in America last year, down from 1.4 million in the early 90s. Still, 700,000 is a lot of dead fetuses. In his first week in office, President Biden rescinded the Mexico City policy instituted by President Reagan that blocked American money from being used for abortions in other countries. Said Mr. Biden, quote, these excessive conditions on foreign and development assistance undermine the United States' efforts to advance gender equality globally by restricting our ability to support women's health and programs that prevent and respond to gender-based violence. That would be rape. Well, that assessment is largely false. There was no restriction on helping women who are the victims of violence. The only limitation in the Mexico City Accord was that American tax dollars not be used to abort fetuses. So Joe Biden is promoting the procedure. No question about it. And abortion is considered a grave sin by the Catholic Church. Another Catholic, Nancy Pelosi, says this, quote, As a devout Catholic and mother of five and six years, I feel that God blessed my husband and me with our beautiful family. It is not up to me to dictate what other people should do. It is an issue of fairness and justice for poorer women in our country, unquote. Well, in response, Archbishop Joseph Nauman of Kansas City replied, because President Biden is Catholic, it presents a unique problem for us. It can create confusion. How can he say he's a devout Catholic and he's doing these things that are contrary to the church's teaching, unquote? San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordleone addressed Ms. Pelosi, quote, no one can claim to be a devout Catholic and condone the killing of an innocent human life, yet alone have the government pay for it. The right to life is a fundamental, the most fundamental, human right, and Catholics do not oppose fundamental human rights. To use the smokescreen of abortion as an issue of health and fairness to poor women is the epitome of hypocrisy. What about the health of the baby being killed, unquote? Now, the archbishop has apparently spoken with Nancy Pelosi privately, but she remains defiant. So what should happen to Biden and Pelosi? Well, the church has little choice but to sanction them. Will they publicly be denied communion? I don't think that will happen. Too political for the Catholic Church. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. 
But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 25 years ago today, archaeologist James Chatters received an unexpected phone call at his home in Washington State. On the other end was the county coroner. Two college students had found a skull on the banks of the Columbia River in the nearby town of Kennewick. Initially thought to be the remains of a murder victim, the bones would spark a scientific controversy. Here is the story. While studying the skull, Mr. Chatters and his crew noticed a different size and shape than modern humans. At first glance, the scientists thought the head might belong to an early pioneer, but the teeth were cavity-free, a characteristic of prehistoric man because those people way back when did not consume sugar, so their teeth were good. Later, a full skeleton was found complete with a stone spear driven into the hip. Turns out the skull and the skeleton were far older than anyone ever imagined. Scientists dated it back 9,000 years, making it the oldest complete skeleton ever found in North America. The press dubbed it the Kennewick Man, and the find kicked off a long-running scientific and cultural controversy. The prehistoric body raised new questions over how Native Americans had first migrated to North America from Asia. Early samples showed the skeleton had similar traits with ancient peoples of Japan and Polynesia. Kennewick Man ultimately became the subject of a controversial nine-year court case between the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, scientists, and Native Americans who claimed ownership of the remains. In September 2016, five years ago, the U.S. House and Senate passed legislation returning the ancient bones to a coalition of Columbia Indian tribes for reburial. And here's something else you might not know. To this day, Kennewick Man is unlike any living human being on Earth. Latest data before the burial shows his closest relatives can be found on the Chatham Islands, 420 miles south of New Zealand. That's almost in Antarctica. Wow, that's some migration to Washington State. Back after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.